We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It was the talk all off-season, Sean. We talked about what we were going to do throughout it, how we were going to draft these teams. It's week 17. It's time for those teams to make some money, but we're also going to be thinking of ways to make some profits here throughout the playoffs. We are going to be drafting in the underdog mitten two later in today's show as we work our way through it. They sold out or they filled the mitten one. Bigger prize pool, bigger contest for the mitten two. So we're going to take our shots at that as well and we're going to talk about that as we work through it but Sean as we start this show I mentioned week 17 we talked about the different you know permutations the different matchups how it could work out which were the the key contests that you wanted to target how how could that fall out and get you know leverage to other games we've talked a lot about the New York Jets and the Seattle Seahawks week 17 contest throughout the offseason but week 17 is here we have a team in the super flex we were talking before we started recording this one around the scenarios of Derek Henry possibly sitting out, who is a, a key part of this roster that we talked about on our show earlier this week. So we'll see how that plays out closer to the time. But it has been uh, fantastic over the last couple of weeks. We've talked about some of the winners and huge prize money that has been won by certain Rotoviz overtime listeners in the Rotoviz community. It has been, I, I think, the best part of my entire season has been hearing from people how they're doing, how their teams are advancing. Many of the listeners reaching out with those squads as the season went along i want to give a shout out to some that have reached out over the last couple of days we have phil manor a, a regular listener a long-time listener 17th at the minute sean in the fbg tournament over at the ffpc so really in uh, grasping distance of a top 10 finish but potentially a, a top one finish which would bring huge prize money we talked with frank duffy's team recently he is in the mix over there in the fbg as well over at the ffpc so lots of people in the mix but the real fun ones are some of the the different tweets from people saying that you know first time maybe playing in it or first time advancing to a final just just so so awesome uh across sites as well sean we have the fantasy viking who has been a long time listener again and this is part of the reason why it's so much fun sean won't have seen this because i only shared it before we started the show but uh he, he shared it out you me the road of his radio team Tom Strachan, who has been on Road of His Radio in the past, and of course, Ben Gretsch, and uh, he has advanced into the DK Millionaire Contest for this coming week, so that's another fun one, and 
it's just been it's just been fantastic to get that feedback of how those teams are going and across the sphere sean we could have wrote of his listeners winning all these contests bbm tree you know the, the ffpc best ball tournament and hopefully we're going to take home that super flex one ourselves but the other fun one to mention is i don't know if we've ever had a, a repeat ffpc main event winner sean but last year the bills go bills team uh, won it they are in the lead <laughs> they are in the lead as we enter week 17 could be a second straight ffpc main event for them when i was at the fantasy football expo earlier this year i got to to meet up with nick constantino he was there and was talking about how the team done last year and i was like that's probably never going to happen again is it and he's like we're going for it again this year and uh, <laughs> i don't think he, he thought that entering this week he was going to be in the, the top spot with that co-managed team that he has but man they're they're back in such a, an amazing position so it's, it's great just to see people uh, having so much success and hopefully that continues into to week 17 and beyond and what a perfect way to start the new year if you can cash in on some of these big tournaments it is just so cool and we've been enjoying with everyone congratulations to everyone who's done well congratulations to everyone who's made it to the finals of their home league i mean that's sort of the basis for all of this and where we start and, and where we get going all of these fun ones they go through mostly we're going to the finals this next week hopefully everyone is involved in that in some way shape or form and it's been a a fun year it's been a frustrating year in some ways even these last couple of weeks have featured more injuries and that weather element where i mean this last week if you had stefan Diggs, if you had josh jacobs i mean we don't it's nice for us that he gets stopped but if you have those players if you have Devonte adams then i mean it's just it's so tough to feel like a different you know if you just put a roof over and those guys go for 30 points and suddenly you're in such a, a different situation so also condolences go out to people who lost i mean obviously fantasy football not as serious as other things in life but the reason that this endeavor is so fun and the reason that your hobbies mean something to you and and give life that oomph and pizzazz is that it, it does matter and having that engagement if you don't care then you don't do it it's not any fun and so we know that that is a big blow when you don't make it. and you can't always win i mean good teams are playing on both sides so win or lose hopefully it brought energy to your week to your weekend to your season to your year and colin we're going to talk about the mitten now also the gauntlet up and running over at underdog some ways to get out there and, and fill that need to draft and give you a chance to root in the reality playoffs as well and colin there are a lot of fun contests out there we'll do some ffpc playoff content as well but i really love this one because you've got to balance actually doing a draft so other players can mess you up they can interfere with your strategy and at the same time you have this really interesting tension between advancing through the first round and then having a team that's set to where you could win the grand prize obviously the incentives are set up to where if you finish in those top handful of spots that's where you make your money over time by hitting on a few of those over the years yep obviously if you advance you're going to get some money back as well and that part is important but managing those two things I think is the great part about this tournament and column. You mentioned that the first mitten filled. One of the things that we discussed in our previous show is that you've got to be able to project forward a little bit and think about what the scenarios are in the playoffs because the contest is going to fill before you get that certainty. Well, the contest did fill. Obviously, we're on to mitten two. I assume that it will also fill very quickly and just be so much fun here. And 
right now, those final playoff spots very much up in the air. Some teams could have helped themselves last week and didn't. The Detroit Lions obviously jumped a front of mind. The New England Patriots almost stage a frantic comeback, which obviously would leave them feeling better about themselves. It's got to be pretty dark over there right now with the way their last two games have finished <laughs> the debacle with the Raiders and then the late fumble when they looked like they had the comeback against the Cincinnati Bengals last week. The Bengals, I really think, are the best team in football right now. Obviously, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Eagles, very, very close. 49ers would put their name in that hat, even with Brock Purdy. And we saw what the Dallas Cowboys could do, even though Gardner Minshew really did a pretty good impression of Jalen Hurts. He doesn't bring quite the rushing upside and perhaps i mean you're, you're going to be able to move the ball with an elite backup but if you're playing a great team you just don't have the reps and you don't have the ability to make the perfect decisions and not that the starters make perfect decisions either but that small margin that extra little mistake even one mistake in a game like the eagles cowboys can flip a game so we'll see how these top teams are playing as we go into the postseason who we really want to emphasize there but we also have to look at how do you run it back? How do you get some teams to round out your picks and your squad in 8, 9, and 10? Right? How do we get through the first round? And how do we create some upside if we get some upsets? Because right now it feels like it's a guarantee that you're going to get Eagles or 49ers versus Bills, Chiefs, and Bengals. And I do think that, I mean, obviously the odds are very heavily in that direction. And yet... When we see upsets, upsets do happen, especially in the modern NFL. You want your team to be built to where it could take advantage of that if one came to fruition. So, Colin, who, who are we looking at here? What do you see and what do you like for these last playoff spots on the AFC side to start? Well, I'm going to flip it back a little bit to you. I think is when we've done this in the past, we've really targeted the Bengals and the 49ers as our key parts of this offense and as the weeks have gone on it looks like both of those teams are continuing to solidify their opportunities to to make it into the Super Bowl or to have a deep run in the playoffs and also not be that number one overall seed so kind of fitting all the the molds in a perfect scenario have you wavered off that has that continued to solidify and the other part that we talked about is I, I joked about it last week the Packers making it ahead of the the uh, Detroit Lions in a way had some conversations last week around and Mike Evans didn't have a good week 16 but between Mike Evans and Amara St. Brown and I was kind of leaning towards the Bucks making it in now there's still chances that they could slip up and not actually get in either but with those final spots now some of our teams have involved the Seattle Seahawks who may be on the outside looking in but the Chargers obviously are playoff bound that was another team that we we have targeted so far as kind of that wild card weekend team I think the A or the NFC side of it is, is very, very interesting. I do think it's a situation where on the Washington team, you know, the side of things, it's hard to get really excited based on the QB, QB situation there. Haven't been a team that we have been trying to target. You're hoping that realistically it's the Lions, the Seahawks, or the Packers that make it in ahead of them. And I think from a fantasy perspective, you're probably hoping more so that it is the Lions or the Seahawks, even though from a reality perspective, I'm wanting it to be the Packers. And then... I, I think that it'll be interesting to start potentially targeting Jacksonville a little bit. Obviously, we get the uh, Jacksonville versus Tennessee game to see who wins that division and gets in. I, I think that they could be a fun team in that wild card weekend to potentially advance past that stage as a dangerous team with how they have played over the last kind of four weeks or so. But how, how are you feeling about those tail end teams as well? And the, the original question with 
how much are you looking to diversify your portfolio with, for example, the 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 uh, Bengals and the Forty ers here? Yeah, I I just find that I'm not I'm not that interested in diversifying. I did put an article out on the site looking at how you would attack the top three teams. So how you would attack the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Bills, how you would build around them to make that work. So you can both advance through the first round and then have basically that five player lineup. Cause you're going to need to hit on those guys in the Super Bowl. Now, if you're building around those teams, especially the Bills and the Chiefs, you do have some really late options that you can put in there. And we saw last week, Dawson Knox has been catching touchdowns recently. You don't necessarily expect that to continue as he's not someone who really generates targets very well. And yet that upside is obviously there. You can put him in. The balance, I think, is not feathering in too many of those players because while it's a perfect build then once you're in the Super Bowl, it's not great for advance because you have a lot of exposure to players who in any given week have a very low projection. Now, the argument is that, I mean, somebody is going to make it through with a team that has either exclusively Bills, exclusively Chiefs, exclusively Eagles, or a balance of those teams, and you just perfectly thread the needle such that you hit on the exact right guys, and it's almost like rooting for that Minnesota Vikings outcome. We talked about that a little bit on the previous show, where if you hit the scoring that the Vikings managed in their comeback against the Colts, you do that in one of the first rounds, then now you're through with those guys, And once you're even into the second round, it becomes easier. There are fewer players. You're competing against teams that don't have as many live options. And yet there are probably going to be some teams that move through, some teams that advance, that do give people more live options. So the second round still becomes a little bit of a challenge. The 49ers and the Bengals offer you just so many more options because, number one, they still have a good chance to make the Super Bowl. Not as good as the top teams by any stretch, but a good chance and how good they actually are is going to be very similar, even though the path is going to be more difficult. The other element then is that right now, I mean, the Bengals still have a chance of the number one seat if they went out. So uh, they could very quickly flip into a situation where they don't have to play both the Chiefs and the Bills, and those teams face each other would obviously make it much more difficult. If you look at the first half of their game against New England, you'd say, I mean, at home they should be maybe even – not heavily favored, but you would definitely give them the edge over the Bills. If they win that game, it throws the entire AFC playoff picture into chaos. And not really chaos, but it definitely has a big impact on how you would want to draft these underdog tournaments, for example. So you want to think through that element. The other part that's interesting is trying to decide how the late teams are going to move through the tournament. So the Jaguars now become, I think, an almost must-draft. They were the team that as I did some more drafts myself last week, you know, really trying to emphasize they're going to have that home game against a five seed that is not a dominant team. Now, perhaps if it ends up being the Ravens and Lamar Jackson is back, then it's a more difficult scenario, but you have an opportunity here for this to be the Chargers, And even though they win and win fairly comfortably against the Colts, they look bad. A team that you would really like the Jaguars against in a first-round matchup. So then you're suddenly getting two games, and once you get into that second game, yeah, you're playing the number one seed, but the number one seed's had a week off. We know that every once in a while that actually causes a problem for teams. They come out cold, you get behind, and now you have Trevor Lawrence. Maybe you get through a couple games. And if you end up with the Jaguars and the team that comes out of the other side of the AFC 
now you're really rocking and rolling as you're going further into the tournament. I think you want to think of that same thing with the Chargers as a possibility, even though I just mentioned that I mean they don't look hot right now. You flip that over to the NFC side and you think about who the number seven seed would be. The Lions, if they go against the Vikings in the first round, or the Packers, they go against the Vikings in the first round and you get a shootout, but you also get a very winnable game. I think the Vikings are something crazy like 11-0 and in one-score games. And I think that that does matter. I don't think that we should be saying, oh, the Vikings aren't good. I mean, they have Justin Jefferson. I mean, that by itself is going to make you a playoff team. But they are beatable. So you have a shootout, you have a beatable team, and then you feed them to the Eagles, right? And that's the key here is that you're going to be reseeded. So you're not going to have to go and hit the 49ers, which you don't want to do. I mean, their defense is going to stop you in your tracks. You play the Eagles, not that they have a bad defense either, but you have a much better chance at the shootout like we saw them play against the Dallas Cowboys. And even there, I think in that shootout, you have this slight chance of advancing. If you play that off of the 49ers, now you have, again, this possibility for two teams into the NFC Championship game. It's going to be very difficult to beat you. And if you draft, especially if you're drafting at the $5 level, so you're not spending lots and lots of money. We want to be careful about encouraging people to go out and damage their bankroll or to spend money they don't have. But if you draft a handful of teams and you get multiple teams through, I mean, you're betting on a specific scenario, but it's my preference to bet on the scenario as opposed to betting on far weaker players. Because even then, if you have the strong teams come through, but you have players who simply project for very few points, you get the team through, but then you've got guys where they're probably still not going to score for you. So you're going to get beaten by an Eagles, Chiefs, Bills construction that just simply has better players off of those teams. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So Sean, let's get to the draft. We have the draft in the books. We're going to talk through it in a moment and we're going to see if this is a team that can win the underdog to Mitten. There is $50,000 up for first prize. There's 250000 in total prizes. Sean, 
we want to be the winners of that first prize. And that brings us to the one bet segment of today's show. Is this team a winner? We're going to give it a written out of 10 to see what our chances are here, Sean, as we look to progress. You can sign up today to receive a special sports offer. Bet $100, win $100. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. As we look at it, Sean, with the 103 while drafting here, we start off with Christian McCaffrey. It feels like at this point, all our drafts, they just have to be Christian McCaffrey in the first round as we take that opportunity. But we get Christian McCaffrey, we go Joe Burrow, then T. Higgins, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Keenan Allen, Devin Singletary, and round seven. We'll hold some spoilers for round eight, round nine, round 10 as we go through here. But we start off Christian McCaffrey. We've talked quite a few times about believing in the 49ers and their opportunity to advance deep into this playoffs, potentially, you know, win the whole thing and uh, so we have taken most of our drafts and focused on the Bengals versus the 49ers and the Super Bowl but certainly this draft focused around the 49ers and their chances to progress so we get Joe Burrow as our quarterback then we go T Higgins we get George Kittle and then Brandon Ayuk so we've started off out of those first five picks two Bengals three 49ers how are you feeling through that point I think it played out pretty nice through that section of the draft in the opening five rounds for us here yeah, I love the way that this draft develops. In the second round there, it's a difficult decision between Burrow and CeeDee Lamb because if you go McCaffrey-Lamb, there's a chance that Burrow still falls to you. But that is his ADP right where we selected him. If you get both the 49ers and the Cowboys, you could get teams on opposite sides who then progress through. You get the two power teams. You have multiple routes. You can build it out in different fashions as you go through the draft but it does probably lock you out of this other side we're really again we're building a 49ers Bengals Super Bowl team when you draft Joe Burrow at that spot it's really the perfect place because then you're going to be able to get T Higgins again that's right around his ADP as you come back through that opportunity really too much to pass up you think about the other kind of best option for a Bengals team and that would be a Jamar Chase Joe Burrow team but to do that you've got to use your first and second round picks we were fortunate in the drafter at the 104 did not decide to play Burrow coming back around with Chase. Once you have that first three rounds, I mean, you're set up so nicely. Again, unless the, the Bengals went out and also then get a loss from the Chiefs, you're in a situation where they're going to play in the first week. The 49ers are going to play in the first week. These are the two, two of the five best teams. And arguably right now, the two best teams in the NFL if you can build around them. And again, the thing that helps here is that you can build a powerhouse team around them. Whereas with the bills, the chiefs, the Eagles, you kind of got to take more drag types of players in order to round out the roster and get enough exposure to have that as you go forward. Now, of course, if those teams win, you're going to be dealing with other participants who are in the same situation. So it's going to be an apples to apples there. It's going to be an oranges to oranges with managers who are taking this 49ers Bengals route. But I, I just love this setup. It would have been fun to have been able to get Debo Samuel coming back in round four, but especially with the rapport that Kittle and Brock Purdy are demonstrating. I mean, do you want the guy who now is ascending and healthy? One of the things with Kittle is that we watched how it took him a long time to get going after that groin pull. We know that Debo has dealt with a lot of injuries through the years, has dealt with some nagging injuries this year, and is currently injured. And so even if he comes back and is able to play, I mean, is he a decoy? 
You don't know. But you do know that George Kittle right now looks like an absolute monster. You know, maybe the most difficult player to account for in the entire NFL when you consider his athleticism at the size. When he goes through some of these stretches where he doesn't score a lot, you tend to forget about it and forget about the fact that he's basically wide receiver athleticism in a tight end's body. That, I mean, it's so dynamic. It's so scary. It's fun to have him on this team and in this roster where obviously touchdowns are going to really differentiate teams. You got to get guys who score. And so we like that. And then coming back around in round five, you're able to add Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk has been a frustrating player for me this year. I think that week to week, it, it just ends up being pretty obnoxious the way that he's used, the way that he scores. I don't think that he's necessarily a great fit with Purdy, but he separates, he can make the big play. You need those big plays. You're not looking as much for a guy who's going to get the underneath targets in this half PPR format. And now with our first five picks, we have a full Super Bowl roster. And if you get to that point, I mean, you're going to be feeling very, very good. Yeah. So you mentioned it there. One of the big parts of the strategy, obviously, is that you have to have a fill out that starting requirements in the Super Bowl. So we have one quarterback to this point we do finish it with one quarterback and if the Bengals don't get there we are not in contention really for this because we're going to be missing quarterback slot to start things off but you're trying to fill that out basically through those picks there it is setting up that opportunity to fill out that roster because again the bet we are making is on the Bengals the 49ers making it there you mentioned Debo Samuel going one pick before George Kittle I do think though if you can get a scenario in your target in that offense if you can get two off the tree between Debo, Kittle and Ayuk it's gonna be very hard to get the three of those on any roster so I do think it's worked out pretty good to get two of those if it's a 1v1 and I'm going to put a one word answer here Sean just the surname of the player if both are available Debo and Kittle are you leaning Kittle based on what we've seen with seen with Purdy? Kittle I've got one word we'll say Kittle that's it so we've got that one done we do move it on then we get Keenan Allen the the Chargers and, and Herbert are heading for the playoffs. And Keenan Allen has had a, a bit of a resurgence here over the last week. He is, you know, it's almost like back to those Philip Rivers days. The targets are just coming in a, a huge influx. We get Keenan Allen there. We go Devin Singletary. Obviously, the Bills are going to be in, in contention here. You're trying to pair off some of these players that will face off with the Bengals potentially as that progresses to the Super Bowl. Another one of those teams could be the Baltimore Ravens and J.K. Dobbins fits that mold. We do double up on the Chargers with Mike Williams, who has kind of had a little bit of a you know a, a tough season with the injuries and then hasn't hit to the extent that people have been hoping since he has come back. But, Sean, you talked about George Kittle and him maybe now only being 100% healthy after working through basically an entire NFL season to this point to get to being 100% healthy. Maybe Mike Williams is going through something similar and in two or three weeks' time, that might be something that we see him start to have those kind of uh, dynamic performances that we expect from him. We finish off then in round 10 with Samaji P. Ryan to add into our opportunities again for the Bengals to fill out all those spots when it comes to that Super Bowl because obviously we have full faith the Bengals are going to be there, Sean. So when we look through it, I think it's interesting with how this roster is played out. I did ask you before we jumped into a recap what you thought of this team. I'm going to let you let the listeners know what you think of it as well, but this is a team that I really like how it played out for us and how the picks went. It didn't feel like there was a huge amount of picks where we thought, 
oh we really wanted that one and then we were left kind of scrambling to see what options were left i think we we got very strong value at a couple of these picks in particular keenan allen and devin singletary felt like they probably should be going a little bit earlier in this format they probably should and we mentioned at the beginning of the show this chargers opportunity that they you know, could be playing a jacksonville team where you're going to have a shootout you have the possibility then of advancing if they're on the opposite side of the Bengals. so if we have say bills chargers versus Bengals, chiefs as the final four on the afc side i mean you're going to heavily give that game to the bills in terms of how you think it's going to turn out but if it were to go the other direction then suddenly now you're set up so nicely for advance to the super bowl which obviously you've got to make it there and you have so many players that you can rely on we draft keenan allen and mike williams together to hopefully have those players at least in the second round and so you have two guys off of that team who could give you an out in the second round advance which again is going to be crucial you look at devin singletary in a lot of the scenarios that remain, you're going to have Bills, Bengals on opposite sides. If the Bills are the number one seed, you're going to have Bengals, Chiefs be the game that in all likelihood feeds into them in the AFC Championship. And so you can have Singletary on one side, the Bengals guys on the other. He gives you a chance to where ideally he would score a lot of points and the Bengals and the Bills would lose since we're Bengals oriented. But he would help you with that advance to the Super Bowl. He also gives you a running back in round two. Because if we have J.K. Dobbins here and he falls out in the first round, we're hoping that he can give us some running back points at the beginning. Again, you have to advance through that first round. You want as many elite talents and guys who could progress. The other thing with Dobbins versus Allen and Williams, if it ends up where the Ravens are playing the Jaguars and do end up taking them down, then you have Dobbins advancing into that second round. In that case, probably a lesser chance that Allen and Williams advance into that second round. And so you have a player there to help you in the flex spot. At that point, you probably are a little overly heavy at the running back position. Ideally, we would just go with three, but we thought the value was there with Dobbins. And then in the last round, again, you probably are looking at a different position, but among the players who are there and are both guaranteed to make the playoffs, which again, I don't think that you have to take. I mean, you want some of these teams that have players who are maybe in a much more of a contingent type of situation. But with P. Ryan, he's a, a better fantasy player right now than Joe Mixon if either of those guys are in a vacuum. So basically, Joe Mixon with P. Ryan backing him up is not as good as P. Ryan with the players who would then back him up. We hope that Mixon stays healthy. I have a lot of Mixon in this contest. But if it were to fall the other way, if Mixon were to be dinged up, then suddenly, again, you have a piece of this offense that your scenario depends on, and you have a guy who would be a huge scoring player as you progress through the playoffs. Yeah, certainly. So we'll see how it plays out. We'll probably do another few of these before it kicks off. But as I mentioned, if you're drafting, they, people are probably saying, oh, we'll wait in that first one. We'll draft after we know what the playoff seedings are. You don't know what the playoff seedings are. The contest is already filled. We're into the second mitten. Get in, get involved, $5.00 entry into this one if you are drafting over at underdogfantasy.com you can use the code rotoviz we'll get you a 100 sign up bonus up to 100 and once again that code is rotoviz that is going to get us to the end of our third show of the week it will be our final show before the new year 
obviously want to wish our listeners a happy new year hopefully a successful new year as we head into these playoffs your dynasty leagues your redraft leagues all the different formats go get those championships this weekend we wish you all the best of luck with that we'll be back in 2023 which sounds a little bit strange but until we are back have a good one Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.